This is A Fresh Agenda. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity and generate your deepest work. Here's your host, Christina Mendonza. This is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonza. Welcome. Glad to have you here for a little while. This podcast is about having some deeper and more positive conversations on the topic of creativity or the topic of motivation. We'll explore how people create or build businesses or innovate in their industry. Sometimes it's a chance to learn something new. Oftentimes I try to make it a chance to learn something new or to hear a different perspective or a take on creativity. Now, as I record this, we are having our first day that finally feels like actual spring. It's not spring yet, but the sun is out and you can feel it coming. And when we get to this time of year, March and April, I don't know about you, but I get the urge to organize, to clean out closets, to make multiple trips to the consignment shop or donation centers, get rid of stuff. And I think that feeling is multiplied this year because my husband and I are facing an impending empty nest. Not yet, but soon. So stuff we've had for years, I just suddenly want to pitch away, get rid of it. And I want to lighten up on all levels. I want space to create the whole tidying up feeling. You know, that tidying up with Marie Marie Kondo craze that just kind of amplifies it all. So today, we're chatting with Don Cannon. Now, for nearly 20 years, Don has been dealing with the physical and often emotional clutter that weighs all of us down. It's not easy to invite someone into your home to kind of wade through decades of sentimental memories, to go through those boxes that you have stacked in your garage or up in your, your rafters and stuff that you just can't part with yet. You maybe think you're going to sell it online someday or have the garage sale or find that perfect collector to take it off your hands. Dawn told me in our pre-interview that if she had a dollar for every time someone used the phrase, I'll keep it for now, she'd be retired already on some island somewhere. So are you getting a project organized, maybe a film, maybe you sell real estate, you need some gorgeous overhead shots, let me tell you who can help. New Age Aerial. They offer superior drone services of all kinds. The team has over 50 years combined remote control experience with fixed wing rotary and multi-engine vehicles on both land and water. They combine that with the latest in digital photography and videography and you have gorgeous pictures or video. But here's the secret. Dave and his team, they absolutely love what they do. They'll be excited about whatever your project is. Dave will exceed your expectations. So give him and his team a call or look him up. That's New Age Aerial, 916-645-3474, 916-645-3474, or newageaerial.com. All right, let's start tidying up now with Don Cannon. Don joins me now. Thank you for being here. I'm, I'm so curious how you got involved in doing this. Well, I get that question all the time, and it's kind of funny because it, it was about 20 years ago. I started um, as a buyer and a manager of a little store um, locally here where I live near Sacramento, and people would come. It was an organizing store, kind of like the container store. People would come in, buy product to organize their stuff and I would kind of help them pick things out based on what their challenges were, what they're telling me that they um, are having problems with their disorganization at home. Then they'd come back in a couple weeks later and say, I'm still not organized. Can you just come to my house and show me? And I'm thinking, (laughs) I don't think I can do that. (laughs) But it turns out the professional organizing industry has been around for 40 years. 
the public just doesn't really know about it until HGTV brought it forward with Peter Walsh back in like 10, 15 years ago when he started Clean Sweep. And, right. Um, so I kind of just started doing it right off the bat, had customers right away, and it just took off from there. I've never had a downswing. You know, and now with Netflix, with the Marie Kondo show, tidying up with Marie Kondo and the book and everything, I mean, this is kind of coming back into vogue yet again. Uh, Why do you think right now, what what do you think is happening in, in the space of our society right now that people are feeling the need to tidy up? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, one, the economy, because, um, we had the downswing in 2008, and then um, consignment stores started popping up all over the place. Now we're in a better space. People want to buy new stuff. Consignment stores are closing, unfortunately, because that's a great way to get rid of your stuff. But there are other options, and I can tell you about that later if you want. Um, but people want new stuff, but they don't have the space for it. They want to downsize. We're focused more on experience now, um, enjoying life, having an experience rather than, uh, actual, you know, physical item. We want to go on vacations. So we're really starting to understand that in order to do those things, we've got to kind of downsize and minimize and, and like you said, right now it's in vogue. I think it is very trendy. Unfortunately, um, it's trendy, meaning that it's going to be passe at some point. <laughs> but it's great now that people are letting go of their stuff. Right, right. So I'm taking advantage of that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So talk to me about how, like, who's your typical client? So I kind of have, I'm all over the board. However, I, there's two groups of people that um, are really my majority. And one is the either the stay-at-home mom with young children, young meaning in school, um, grade school, or the working mom with grade school children. So I have that whole kind of demographic. They don't have time. They don't want to um, know how to really utilize their space in their house. And then I have this senior population whom I love to work with. They're so awesome. Um, kind of my favorite clients are my seniors and they are downsizing because of the loss of a spouse or for assisted living purposes. And so that's kind of a whole nother demographic that I service. Do you find people have the most problem with um, like sentimental items or paper items? What's really hanging all of us up and what are we hanging on to that we don't need to? So that's interesting because um, with the two different demographics I have, I've got the seniors who um, many have lived through the depression or have had their parents live through the depression. So they tend to hold on to things because that's what they know, that they've gone without and they know what it's like to go without. um, But then they also understand that it's not realistic. So with them, it's less sentiment and more about function and, you know, living and not having to suffer without something that they feel that they need. And then my other demographic of these moms, working moms or stay-at-home moms, that is sentimental. And it's really hard because there's 
more guilt um, involved with letting go of all of their kids' precious artwork and precious stuff. So they that that's a really huge one, um, and I have ways that I tackle kind of that and give them ideas on what to ask themselves and how to weed through all of their kids' uh, papers and art and schoolwork and everything. There is a lot of sentiment tied to certain items. I mean, I'm thinking of items I have now that belong to, you know, my grandmother or a great-grandmother and that I never use that stay in boxes all the time and don't really do anything besides take up space, Uh, but they're sentimental. How do you work with someone when it comes to these items of sentiment? So... First of all, that's a great question because, um, I, and I love the fact that you're saying that they're that you, they're in boxes, they're stored somewhere. So right off the bat, we're not honoring that piece. It's stuck somewhere. If you really want to keep it and um, hang on to it, narrow it down to one or two pieces that are precious from this person. Um, I have a saying, if everything is special, then nothing really is. Because by definition, special means rare. It's one of a kind. It's the only one. So if you have 100 pieces of china from your great-grandmother, then none of it really is all that special. Now, if you just take out the pitcher and the sugar bowl or something, then now that just raises the sentiment value in that. The second thing is, is get it out of the box and use it and think about other um, non-traditional ways of using an item. You can use that teacup for, uh, to plant a succulent in, you know, you don't have to use it as a teacup, but in this way, it's out, it's in your view, you're honoring this person by giving it a purpose. And if it's, if you can't do that and it's still something that's just in the box, then the the answer might be honor this person by letting it go and giving it to somebody who will use it and enjoy it and appreciate it. You know, we know that they are TV shows, so the, there are writers involved in, in some cases, but there is a lot of emotion uh, that people go through as they're organizing their space, you know, whatever the show is. Right. It, do you feel that way in real life when you're helping people organize their home? Is there, are there tears? Are there, Absolutely. is there anger? Yeah. <laughs> what happens? So it's, never about the stuff, first of all. And a good organizer will understand that and be able to decipher what the root of the issue is because it's really not about the stuff. It's about what, how that stuff is making you feel and what it, how it's affecting you in your life and your relationships and whether it's a lack of space or angst, anxiety, stress, overwhelm husband wants you to clean out a space, you don't, you feel paralyzed trying to do it. So it's never really about the stuff. So, uh, so, and I always tell people, even when we go through paper, this is going to be really emotional and people say, no, no, I can handle it. And nine times out of 10, I have my clients break down at some point during the process because they're really uncovering the truth about why they're holding on to things. And there's a lot of guilt involved and there's a lot of fear um, and judgment on themselves. And I'm kind of there to be on their side and their um, cheerleader and to let them know that it's all right. This is the process that we go through and there's no judgment for me. I meet them where they are. And I hope to be that support system 
that can help them make healthy decisions about what to keep and what to let go. Because that's what it's all about. If something has just been become an obstacle in your life and no longer serves you, it's time to let that item go. So when you walk into a home and you, uh, you know, whatever, whatever um, state you find it in, where do you start? So I always ask what gives the, we walk around the whole house and I, and I really pay attention to my clients' mannerisms, their nonverbal language, how they're uh, breathing is even. If a room is making them sweat or breathing heavier or harder or they need to sit down, those are all cues that this area is giving them more stress than another area. So we walk around the whole house and then I ask them, what area is giving you the most stress? And surprisingly, a lot of times they come back with a different answer than what I really know it to be just from experience and watching them because they want to avoid the area. I always want to start with the worst area. That's my goal to start there. One, because we're fresh, we're just starting out the day and you know, most people have most the more energy when they're starting out on a project. But two, I want to get the hard stuff out of the way. Now, sometimes there are clients who that just isn't going to work for them. They need to ease into it. So I go the opposite route and I start with the easiest thing, the least, you know, that abrasive area, let's say. So it just, it really depends on who my client is, what their needs are, what's giving them the most angst and anxiety and how they can handle it, you know, what their threshold is. So tell me about the phrase, I'll keep it for now. That's one I hear all the time. And another mantra that I like to say is decide to decide. And that means together you as my client and me, let's decide right now that we're going to make decisions on things and we're not going to defer those decisions. Clutter is just delayed decisions. That's really all it is. It's, it's the decision of, I don't know what to do with this item and I don't want to think about it. So I'm just going to set it here. So when I hear people say that I stop and we kind of refocus and I make them dig a little bit deeper and ask those hard questions. Um, okay, why, what's stopping you from making a decision about this now? And sometimes there's really valid points. And I don't want anyone to ever go away from this thinking that, oh, she's going to come in and want me to let go of all my stuff. That's not the case. I want you to let go of the stuff that is no longer serving you and that has become obstacles and that is hurting you in some way. I want you to keep everything you love and cherish and honor. So when when I'm going through and you're becoming emotional about something and you say, I, I just let's let's just keep it for now, we really talk about why um and if that reason is a is a good reason. If you're keeping it because you need to ask your son who's away at college and he's gonna be home in two weeks and we're gonna put it in a pile to ask your son. 
that's a valid reason. But if you're keeping it just because you don't want to make the decision on it now, that's when I kind of dig a little bit deeper. You know, there um, I've talked to a couple of your clients, and and I I know this to be the case probably with other organizers as well. Uh, you have very very smart clients who are often running large companies and making decisions every day, very important decisions that impact a lot of jobs and a lot of lives. Um, but when it comes to our own space. Sometimes yeah. they have a, we have a hard time organizing and making the necessary decisions there. Right. People kind of get paralyzed. And again, sometimes it's strictly because people don't have time and they're really good at letting go and editing and, and saying, yes, get rid of that, that, and that. I do have a percentage of clients who really it's just about time for them. Um, high profile people who work have, you know, work 80, 90 hours a week. They just don't have time. So that's an extreme. Those people are simple. They're easy to work with. Then I have the people who are very, very smart and um, well-educated and are quick on their feet, but they do get paralyzed with their own stuff. And it just comes back to, it's their own stuff. And, and it's, Back, it's not about the stuff. It's about something deeper. And when you really unveil what that's really about, whether it's your parents who passed away and you had a bad relationship with them and now you have all their stuff and you have guilt about it, you know, that's what it really comes down to. It's never about the stuff. It's about unveiling and figuring out what the crux of the problem is and then giving them the tools to make good decisions on their own. I kind of help guide them to what a healthy decision is, but ultimately it's their responsibility and decision on what to keep and what to let go. So what are the questions that you ask? I mean, you know, we've we've talked about some some others like the Marie Kondo who, who asks you, does this give you joy? What what do you ask your clients as you are going through items that they've kept for years and trying to make a decision? Right. The first thing I always ask is, do you need this? And we define need versus want because we in this in America get those two <laughs> words confused an awful lot. In other words, if if you let this item go, how is it going to affect your life negatively, whether it's financially or relationship-wise or convenience or ease? And most of the time, the answer is it's not. I wouldn't even know if it was gone. I wouldn't even know if I let go of the four extra staplers on my desk. So that's the first question I ask. And the other thing is, for example, closets are a big one that I do and go through and ask these questions. Do you need it? Of course, if you're a doctor and you've got scrubs, that you're not going to love those. They may not fit you well. <laughs> you know, you may not like to look <laughs> at them. They probably don't bring you joy, but you do need them. So we get those things out of the way. And of course, in a closet scenario, you want to ask, do you love it on you? There's many things that I bought that I love on the hanger. It's gorgeous. And then I put it on and I take it off. And that's the big question is how many times have you put this on, item on and then taken it right off? 
just in your answer might be, well, that's because it wasn't appropriate for the event or whatever. I know. I bet it's deeper. I bet you don't like yourself in it. Mm -hmm. Let that go. And does it fit? If it's too large, hey, let it go. You're never going to be big girl. So let it go. (laughs) If it's too small and you want to fit into it, which I hear all the time, look at the item and is it trendy? If it's trendy, let it go. Because by the time you lose the weight, it's totally going to be out of style. And if it doesn't fit, can it be tailored if you really, really love it, but it doesn't fit? And of course, have you worn it in the last year? Now there's things, and I have a list of these items that I give to my clients who I'm doing closets with of 10 classic items that every person needs. And that in that category is a basic black pump. I wouldn't let mine go. I haven't worn my black pumps in two years, but I'm not going to let them go because I do wear them and I've gotten a lot of use out of them and I know I'm going to need them for something. So there's about 10 of those items that I say, forget the, the rule. Have you worn it in the last year? But those are very few. And then if you still can't let something go, I talk about why. And the answer, I don't know, is never good enough. We dig deep. I have them center themselves, hold the item, be real and kind of vulnerable and say, why, why am I holding on to this? And a lot of times that feeling is fear or guilt. Um, my neighbor gave this to me and I'm really worried about letting it go. She's going to be so hurt. That's never a healthy reason to keep something. You have to kind of reconcile Um, that and let that go and give yourself permission to be happy with the things that you want to keep and want to let go. Once you um, organize a space, how do you uh, make sure it doesn't go back to the way it was? I mean, you can't be there 24-7. Right. What systems do you put in place to make sure it doesn't happen again? So this is kind of what sets me apart from other organizers. There are very few of us, and they're all wonderful ladies in the area. We all know each other and get together. Um, But some of them, many of them, go into a space and will say, oh, this is the way I do it. You're going to love this. Um, I'm going to organize this for you. And it looks beautiful. It looks like a magazine. And then they say, thank you. Goodbye. It was great working with you. But they don't ever give them the tools that they need to maintain the space on their own. And after all, that's my goal is to help them be able to maintain the space on their own. If they have it all go back to the way it was in three months after I leave, how are they going to feel about me? They're going to say, oh, what that was a waste of money. I should never have done that. Now, I'm not, I don't have a magic wand and there is 10% of it is the action is required for the client to actually put things away. But if I set them up with the right system that works for their needs and their skill level and how they think and how they process information and what makes sense to them, then I'm going to set them up to succeed. And all they have to do is simply take the extra seconds to put something back. 
Got it. Okay, so system is the answer, getting some sort of a workflow in there. So um, if you can, not I mean, everyone uh, would love to be able to have someone like you come into their home and help them out, but not everyone can afford it. And I know that the price isn't huge, but it is a price. And so I've asked you to kind of come up with a couple of tips that might help those that want to get started at least. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I love doing this. I do a lot of speaking presentations for nonprofits in hopes that I can inspire people to um, go home and kind of implement systems on their own. Because people call me when they're overwhelmed and they're paralyzed and they've tried on their own and they've failed. Um, but I always tell them, let's, how are you looking at it? Maybe you're looking at it all wrong. For one thing, when you're looking at your space, you're wondering, where am I going to put everything? And you should be thinking, what can I let go? So I always tell people the first way to start any organizing project has to start with editing or downsizing or letting go. The industry term for letting go is purging, but that has such a negative connotation in society. I, I really hate using it. Um, so however they want to semantics, they want to use to call it, but the process has to start with letting go. So, uh, there's lots of ways to start, but I can give you a couple ideas. Um, one way is when you're looking at an entire room, let's say a kitchen, everyone has a kitchen, start with one drawer and 15 minutes on a timer. A timer will keep you focused and accountable and stop before you get tired. It's the same concept of hydrate before you're thirsty. If you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. If you're tired from organizing, you already blew it. I don't want you to have uh, negative associations with the experience of organizing is, is my point because it's really about creating new habits and kind of shifting your paradigm and how you think and less about getting the space perfect, picture perfect. So you can keep moving along with a timer, doing one small area at a time, one drawer, one shelf, one cabinet. You can go a little bit bigger and bigger each time, but use a timer and stop when that timer goes off and redirect, do something else, take a break. A lot of people try to plug through, but then what happens is the last, they can't finish the last three hours and they shove everything back into a closet and then it becomes worse than it was when they started. Are you in my uh, house? Have you been spying on me? (laughs) (laughs) So another way that you can tackle it and start on your own is kind of like this layering effect. So you would start in a room, let's say your living room and you have a bag or a box with you, and you look at everything that's on top. We're not worried about what's inside cabinets or boxes at this point. Just look on things that are at the, on the shelves, on the surfaces, on the surface area. And you walk around and look at things individually because you're going to be surprised at how many things become white noise that we don't even realize are there. These little tchotchkes here and the, these uh, nail clippers that have been sitting here for months, but you just kind of they become white noise. And we all know that white noise has subliminal effects, right? So all of that white noise that's in your living room is creating chaos in your mind. You may not even know it. But so you start in a room with this box or bag, walk around and ask yourself those questions. Do you need it? Do you love it? Can I let it go? What's going to happen? What's the worst thing that's going to happen if I do let it go? And and put those things in the 
box or bag that you can let go. And that's kind of this layering way. So you just simply walk around and you just start picking things up. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Just stay in one room and you go layer by layer. And after you've touched everything on the first layer, you go a little bit deeper, but you take breaks in between. And there's a dozen other ways that you can start. Those are just two really common, easy ones for people who are paralyzed and don't know where to start. Right. So tell me, why do you love this? So this podcast is about, um, you know, being our most creative, productive selves. Why do you like to express yourself creatively in this way? What does this do for you? Well, two things, I think, from a surface level, I love the transformation. The before and after brings me a lot of um, confirmation. It brings me joy to see a room in just half a day or a, a day go from chaos to calm. But on a deeper level, what I have found over the years, and I didn't know this starting out. When I started out, I just thought, I love this feeling of seeing these transformations. But what I've really realized over the years of doing this is the effect that it has on people. So many of my clients become my friends. They become great people that I want in my circle and that I enjoy being with. And I've cultured some really fantastic relationships through working with people. And these people call me up and cry and thank me and send me thank you cards. I've had clients bring me flowers, want to take me to lunch, buy me chocolates, because it's just a stumbling block that they could not do themselves and I was able to come in and kind of be a small piece of them being able to move into their next chapter. And that is just the most fulfilling feeling ever. Fantastic. All right. Let's tell people how to get a hold of you. How do they find, uh, uh, how do they find you? Sure. So my business name is Finally Organized, and that's kind of a play on words. It's finally is F-I-N-E-L-Y. Um, because I kind of bring a turnkey service, everything to the table. My goal is to do everything for you. You don't have to lift a finger. All you have to do is help make decisions. Wonderful. Don, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it today. Thank you for all the great You're tips. So welcome. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Don Cannon. She's just so much fun, and I think it would be a pleasure to have her in your home to tidy up. You can check her out on her website, finallyorganized.net. And I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to thank my sponsors, New Age Aerial and New Age Designs. Please reach out to them anytime and reach out to me anytime. You can find me on my website, christinamendanza.com. Uh, check out all of the different projects that I have there. And if I can help you out, you let me know. Just uh, drop me a line. And thank you for spending time with A Fresh Agenda. I really appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Christina Mendonca. Let's stay connected. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity. This is A Fresh Agenda. Fresh agenda.